Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve, and I'm very tired. Joining me as my co-host is Waylon Davis. Hey, everybody. Are you tired, Waylon? Uh, no, not too bad. I've been better about wearing my CPAP mask the last ah. night, so I've been feeling better. I was I went through a phase where I would just like flop down on the bed and just go to sleep, and I wouldn't put my mask on, and then I was just wore out the next day. So I'm feeling uh, all right today. You know, I have my appointment with the doctor in April, and then I can maybe ask him for a CPAP mask, and then it'll be another three months before I get one. Yeah. But in the meantime, I got the little bongo things that go up my nose, and I didn't put them on the last two nights. Same thing. I just kind of yeah, just out. So. Yeah. And this morning, like I was telling you before we started recording, I had to get up at around 4.15 because it's that time at work. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you know, the, the hurt time we're yeah. doing. Yeah. We are preparing for stuff. So, um, but, you know, it's not going to stop us from having a good show. Right. Exactly. We always, we always work around things. I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. life's always going to throw something at us. So we just got to. Yeah, it, it takes a lot to make us cancel a show like illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, illness be, or family obligations or yep, things or like st- that. Or still being at work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's always a, <laughs> yeah, that's always kind of a, a showstopper. Because, um, you know what? I think next time I'll start bringing my laptop to work. <laughs> and I'm just going to do it there. So they may come in there and go, what are you doing? I'm doing a podcast here. Doing a podcast. I, I, you knew. Yeah. Um, but they all know about the podcast anyway. And partly of part of that is because where did where did I put it? Ah, uh, because every day when I'm at work, I have this with me. There you go. And I also have this. <laughs> and I don't know where the mask is, <laughs> but it's here somewhere. <laughs> Uh, but if you would also like one of these, go to tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. And you can have your very own shirt. You can have your very own cell phone case. You can have your very own travel mug along with normal coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, somebody actually told me at work, they, I said, man, you need to get one of these mugs. I said, they're actually really nice. And he's like, you know what? I think I get one. He said, can cool. I get off the same site that I got the shirt from? He was actually our first customer. Awesome. And he actually got, he's the only one who's probably ever going to have a shirt that actually has the black background mm-hmm. before I was able to make it transparent. Right. He's the only one. And I told him, Hey, I said, you have a, a one of a kind. So take yeah. care of it. So yeah. I don't even, I don't even have a shirt like that. <laughs> you know, I need to actually put it back on their order shirt, you know, so just so I have it and then. Right. And then pull it off again. Yeah. I did actually order another shirt the other day, but I ordered the one with this logo. Yeah. With the yeah. white letters, red. Um, and then, and then another shirt, a regular one on top of that to give to somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So every once in a while you got to do that, especially if it's somebody that, you know, can boost a show. Right. Uh, but, uh, as a continuation for our last show, we were talking about the Buffy road to WrestleMania. Uh, I've actually mm-hmm. got a lot of, a lot of good feedback from that, uh, including from, uh, the Hill cast, um, you know, Hillbilly Hill, mm-hmm. yep. um, yeah, he his his podcast is fantastic. Yeah, um, I listened to an episode earlier today. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, tell me the dude doesn't have you laughing. He does <laughs> <laughs> because he is number one in Antarctica and MySpace. In MySpace. And MySpace. I mean, and you know, it's a award winning podcast. <laughs> and yeah, the dude, 
he does a really good job at it and he doesn't do like I do and just stutter over words. I mean, he just, <laughs> he just gets into it. And, and even as funny as what he is, he also has some really good points. Yeah, he really does. Yep. So definitely go listen to him. Um, and I don't even know his real name. I just never thought about that. You would think that eventually we would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, but the heel truth, that's the name of it. I was, yeah. I was called the heel part, the heel truth, but awesome podcast. Go check it out. And another podcast, which uh, also gave me some feedback, of course, is Jay and Trey podcast, also known as TNC sports talk. Justin actually texted me and he had some questions. He had just listened to it or watched it. Uh, he actually might do both. Um, but okay. uh, because he's actually mentioned, you know, like when the commercials about when I have to go in and add them, mm-hmm. you know, and I try to get it to where it's not going to cut us off talking. Right. And, and he said, yeah, a couple of times you cut off Dwayne. And I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> and like it, it's like, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it wasn't intentional, especially when somebody else tells me, you know, I could sleep on a cloud made of Dwayne's voice. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you know, if there's ever going to be a compliment, that's got to be like yeah, top of that's the list. The, that's the compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, Justin, uh, he actually sent me some questions. And what he wanted to know is, he said, would Roman and Brock be a better match if it was inside of hell in a cell? And I said, you know, I said, I honestly don't think so. It is because Brock isn't known for long matches and Hell in a Cell matches usually go a while. Yeah, they usually go pretty well. I mean, Roman would be up for it. Roman yeah, Roman been, would be okay. I mean, Roman would be fine. Uh, he's been in some lengthy Cell matches before. But yeah, I agree with you about Brock. I don't think, I don't think those stipulation matches are, I mean, honestly, I was surprised he was in the chamber. But of yeah. course, you know, he was the last one to come out and did his, you know, two and a half, three minute thing, and then wins the match. So uh, now I will give him credit though, because the, the, the Hell in Cell match he had back in 2002 with The Undertaker mm-hmm. was a really good match. And it went, you know, it went a while, but that was 2002 Brock Lesnar. 2022 Brock Lesnar is not going that long in a match. Right. And um, I think really it, that the cell would hinder them based on like, more more so for Brock. Roman would be fine, but for Brock, I think it would hinder him on on with his style on what he would be able to do. And you know, he even said, you know, the story goes back around to getting back in Rome, um, Roman and Paul, and both of them would be in that cell so no one could run. And well, they, neither one of them are running anyway. Yeah, really, neither but, one of them are running. Yeah. But he also pointed out something I'd not even thought about this. Every match at Mania so far is also just normal matches. I was like, that is no? true. They haven't booked a single. Yeah, that's true. There's no, there's no, no gimmick di- matches. Yeah, not one. There's yeah. usually at least one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the Manias, they've all been gimmick matches. Yeah. Usually there's like a street fight or cage match or something. Yeah. And, and he was texting me all this yesterday. I said, you know what? I said, I'll bring those up tomorrow when we record. I said, those are very good points. You know, he, th- he thinks Charlotte and Ronda should be a submission match. I'm like, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, um, I think that I think it would make it more. In- I think it would add some interest to it because I'm. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, for me, I'm going to watch it, of course, but I'm just not 
oh my god i've got to see this match right so far there's not a match on that card that i'm just like oh my god i'm so excited for this match yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's i'm sorry they just they don't book it like they used to and it's mm-hmm. like i went back earlier to tell this you know real quick the difference how pro wrestling is for me i still like to get that excitement and get those goosebumps while i'm watching a match yes. and things like that i watched uh the young bucks versus the lucha brothers the cage match for the world tag team titles from all out last year mm-hmm. i got that i got those goosebumps watching that match that was one of the best cage matches i'd ever seen and it's like i don't get that with wwe anymore i don't get that excitement or the anticipation for a match it's like because generally we've seen these matches. yeah we've seen all these matches you know a hundred times like okay <sighs> bianca belair and becky lynch i think this will be a good match but i think it would have been better if it was the man version of Becky Lynch and not big time Bex right. going against Bianca Belair. Uh, and, and of course there's Logan Paul, there's Johnny Knoxville, and now mm. there's Pat McAfee. Yeah. They has, made that official today. And that's three spots that mm-hmm. are being taken. And if, Pat, if McAfee goes against Vince McMahon, that's four that's spots. Four. Uh, if Austin gets confirmed, that's five. Five. Uh, Lesnar's six part-timer. Yep. I always count Lesnar because he's a part-timer. That's six spots that full-time people are getting robbed out of at the biggest show of the year. But these people are still expected to go out every single night on television and the house show loop. And if they make pay-per-view on the pay-per-view and give 110%, Mm -hmm. but then where, when is all this work rewarded? It never is. Uh, um, but we do have lots of news that to go over since mm-hmm. Monday. Wow. Yeah. And one of the biggest news items for me, and for should be for a lot of people, is the drummer Dave Lombardo returned to Testament. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. It's that's that's huge news for me. How long um, have you been gone? <laughs> um, well, long enough that he returned to Slayer, and then he oh wow, was, yeah, got kicked out of Slayer again. And how do you get uh, kicked out of Slayer? Uh, it actually has something to do with business. Oh, it, okay, it was a money thing. Um, and Dave Lombardo, of course, most people they think Slayer. I mean, they think Dave Lombardo is a mm-hmm. drummer. Yeah, and and even though they've had some good drummers besides them, they had Paul Bostaff, who was a phenomenal drummer. Um, I want to say Gene Hogland may have played with them for a little bit, but Gene Hogland just left Testament and now Dave Lombardo is back in Testament because, and the way metal has been described is it, it's such an incestuous kind of business because all the, there's yeah. all sorts of connections with all the yep. bands. Uh, but anyway, but we're a wrestling podcast. <laughs> and by the way, Testament are one of the, if you had to say like, you know, they always talk about the big four thrash, they say, okay, well, who are the next four? Testament mm-hmm. are definitely in the next four. Oh, okay. So I love that band. Um, Kane Velasquez arrested for attempted murder. Yeah, he got arraigned yesterday. Um, from what I understand, the reports that I've seen that he was 
trying to attack someone that had atta- that was had attacked one of his relatives. Oh, okay. So, but I haven't seen all the details, so I don't want to like. It's one of those things you don't want to want to speculate until everything has you know until things have been made public and we have the information. But yeah, I was I was very surprised. I mean, former UFC heavyweight champion, you know, he knocked out Brock Lesnar. Legit. Legit knocked out Brock Lesnar. You know, he had a cup of coffee in the WWE. And now he's in jail awaiting trial for attempted murder. Oh, poor Kane. You know, the the match in Saudi Arabia just... Yeah, uh, that was... Man, that was rough. I try to, I try to forget that happened and just focus on his UFC stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Scott Hall fell and broke a hip. Yeah. And our, our well wishes go out to Scott Hall. Hope oh, he, you know, absolutely recovers well. Um, Buff Bagwell has yeah. now moved in with was, Diamond Dallas Page to help fight his demons. That's good, though. I'm glad he. Yep. Um, I'm glad he saw that there was an issue and took steps to get better because a lot of people don't, even if they, you know, even if they acknowledge the issue, then they're like, well, I, I know I have a problem, but I don't need to do anything about it. Right. And I'm glad he realized that he needed to do something about it before it, things got worse for him. Yep, and obviously our best wishes are out to him. Yes. And I actually, you know, when he announced it on Twitter, uh, I actually uh, gave it a retweet and said, hey, mm-hmm. we, you know, we sent out our best to him, and, and he gave it a like. So, um, yeah, yeah, Buff, but, you know, everybody's pulling for you there, bud. Absolutely. And let's see, Vince McMahon was on the Pat McAfee show to announce the, oh. <laughs> about the WrestleMania. Uh, but I have not watched the interview yet, but people are saying, apparently, I mean, they said Vince McMahon actually came off really well on that interview, but oh, I'm not know. surprised. I mean, he, he generally comes off well on interviews like that. I just, one, yes, Pat McAfee had a better, a much better than expected match in NXT against Adam Cole, uh, a couple of years ago. But that still doesn't mean that he needs a spot on the biggest show of the year, wrestling. Right. Especially not wrestling the 76-year-old chairman of the company, which is where, oh. which is where this is going. Yeah. So I, I, I don't understand. And then, like, there's no reason for it. There's not even a real story. It's like Vince goes on the show and then books a match on a podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like i mean um i guess that's how how we're doing our wrestling now we're just literally not not how we do no but literally booking a wrestlemania match on a podcast uh but all that going on that's not even the biggest news story of this week and unfortunately i could not watch this one happen live because like i said i'm doing a lot of work right now Mm -hmm. But then you texted me, and my reaction was basically, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Tony Khan has bought Ring of Honor. Yep. And I I absolutely love it because I think you and I both said when Ring of Honor announced that they were going to be 
taking a hiatus for a bit mm-hmm. that we both said, I hope Tony Khan buys him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because Vince wasn't going to. Well, here's the thing. Um, an article that I saw earlier, I saved it. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Um, according to Mike Jones from PW Insider, uh, WWE became interested in buying Ring of Honor when the promotion announced, when Ring of Honor announced they were going on hiatus in October of last year. They said both sides opened negotiations over a possible deal in December, but they never could. Uh, it says for unknown reasons, talks broke down without a deal being uh, agreed to. And then it says this isn't the first time WWE tried to purchase Ring of Honor. Triple H reportedly wanted to wanted WWE to buy Ring of Honor back in t- 2018. Uh, two promotions briefly held talks, only for Vince McMahon to decide he wanted to purchase a bigger a bigger company. Did he buy a bigger company? He did not. <laughs> so no. So he missed out on buying one of the most influential wrestling companies of the last 20 years. I mean, without Ring of Honor, he wouldn't have a third of his roster. Right. AEW wouldn't have, uh, but AEW acknowledges, that's why I'm so glad that Tony Khan bought bought Ring of Honor because he realizes and appreciates the contributions to the entire world of pro wrestling that Ring Mm -hmm. of Honor has made. And I hope for everybody's sake that Tony Khan does not make the mistakes other companies have made when they bought a company. And this includes WWE buying WCW, mm-hmm. JCP buying UWF, USWA buying uh, World Class back in the day. Because mm-hmm. that was actually one that Jeff Jarrett was talking about on his podcast just, I think, last week. And you know, and why a lot of times we definitely saw when WWE bought out WCW, they could have kept it as a totally separate brand. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they weren't going to have it on, on anything Turner, right. but they could have had it. They, that, they could have had that on Fox sports or something similar. Oh yeah. Back then. Yeah. And they could have treated it like a totally different company. Yeah. And they didn't do it. Um, go ahead. Yeah, because like, and like they were even thinking of having like WCW as, you know, as a separate brand. And then instead of going ahead with that, they let the one match that they had, you know, between Bagwell and Booker T T. determine, you know, once that match wasn't well received, then um they just scrapped the whole idea instead of just okay that was you know that was one match that the fans didn't receive well we can still go ahead with this we have the roster to do so and then it got to where you know so they go from that to like oh well now we're just going to bury wcw use the invasion thing to just bury everybody and that one particular match and where was it was in california wasn't it I think so. So it was in somewhere that was traditionally thought of as being WWF territory anyway. Uh-huh. Yep. And, and so they put them in front of fans who, for lack of better anything else, 
they have been telling the fans, by the way, WCW are our enemies. They're absolute garbage. Oh, look, yeah. we just bought them out. That shows how garbage they are. Now we're going to put them in front of you. Yeah, and they they put them in front of people that aren't familiar. You know, if this is that was a pro WWE audience, they're not going to be familiar with WCW guys, right? Unless they're unless they were older fans who grew up like we did watching, you know, watching both, watching, watching all watching everything, everything. Good. Yeah. yeah. But the newer fans, they're not going to know. They weren't going to know anything about WCW because they weren't because they like you said they were always told WCW was the enemy. So they're not going to seek them out if the, if WWE is telling you don't watch them, they're terrible. And that's one of the things that AEW they they do some some backhanded jabs at WWE without actually calling them out by name, mm-hmm. but they don't bash them that hard. They'll bash certain people. Yeah, and and but they're not like don't watch WWE. They're right. just like you know. And I personally, I'm I'm good with the jabs because at least they're acknowledging that oh, there's this other big company out there. You know, they're mm-hmm. not just pretending that there's not a whole world of wrestling going on around them. They acknowledge the fact that we are part of this, not not isolated from it. Right, and they've also always acknowledged, hey, there's another company called Ring of Honor, and this is before you know, the mm-hmm. hiatus started. Oh, yep. there's also Impact. Oh, there's also Game Changer. Oh, there's yeah. also uh, what? What's some of the other ones that they have some connections with? Uh, let's see. They, you know, they've mentioned New Japan because they've had people mm-hmm. from New Japan come over. Uh, like you said, GCW Impact. Um, don't think. Uh, well, um. I think they've had some NWA people on. I, they've had that's. I was actually going to ask if yeah, they had because I wasn't had, sure. They've had NWA people, but they've been more on dark and elevation. But they still acknowledge all these other companies out there. And Ring of Honor, like they will give you, like when Brody Lee debuted, not Brody Lee, uh, uh, well, Brody King. Yeah, Brody King. Uh, when he debuted, they acknowledge one. They acknowledge the fact. PWG, that's the other one that they okay. acknowledge because they acknowledge the fact Excalibur said live on air, he's like, they're the reigning, you know, PWG tag team champions, um, uh, Malachi Black and Brody King. And he acknowledged the fact that Brody King is a former Ring of Honor World Six Man tag team champion. So, you know, they acknowledge other companies and wrestlers' history with other companies. And one of the things that, uh, well, I don't think this would be really possible anyway. Like when Jim Crockett bought UWF, mm-hmm. I mean, I was actually excited because I'd been reading about UWF. Oh, this used to be Mid-South and they changed their name to UWF. And mm-hmm. and this big old fat cowboy dude, Bill Watts, he's, you know, he's the one who's supposedly in charge of everything. And, um, but he knows wrestling really well and, you know, and look at all these stars they have down there who we already knew, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah, Terry Gordy and Dr. Death and yeah, Terry um, Taylor, Terry and, Taylor. Yeah. Um, and then they had these new guys named Rick Steiner and this other guy yep. who used to tag with um, that yep. the big muscle bound dude. His name was Flash, but I think he's changed his name to Sting. Yeah. And, you had him. You had Eddie, hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, Missy Hyatt was there. 
because she was, you know, she was with Eddie Gilbert at the time. And it's like, you, yeah, you've got all these stars. And it yep. should have, it should have been, you know, a huge boost for the wrestling business. But instead, they just. They raided. Yeah. Um, they, they, they killed off all their titles. Then they had the audacity, and this was a stupid move on their part, to move the Jim Crockett offices all the way to the, uh, it was somewhere in Dallas or somewhere in Texas, rather. Yeah. And for no reason, they had this big mark. They said, you can't afford that. And they did it anyway. And the next thing you know, boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then the worst travesty of all is when they brought in the Western States Heritage title. Oh, my God. What the heck was that all about? I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I mean, okay, when Arn Anderson can't make you think that, that, that a title is prestigious, that tells you the value of that championship. Yeah. And Arn Anderson would mention it in promos and be like, Barry Windham, because Arn talked one time about how uh, – it was like right before Christmas and he's like, you know, uh, me, me and Ole, our tree's a little bare this year. He's like, you know, Tully's the United States heavyweight champion. Ric Flair's the world heavyweight champion. He's like, well, we don't have any belts. We're a little bare. And he's like, Barry Windham, I know you're the Western States heritage champion. He's like, and, uh, don't think that I'm not watching you. And at any time I can take your belt. And it's like, I'm a huge Arn Anderson fan. You know, and it's one of those, Arn could make you believe anything that came out of his mouth. And even me, when I was a kid, did not think the Western <laughs> States Heritage title was important. I mean, the only champions I ever remember was Barry Windham and Larry Zabisco. Yeah, that's the only two I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I think it wouldn't have been, maybe it wouldn't have been as bad had they not slept the word heritage in there. Yeah, it's like, you couldn't have come up with a better name Just than that. Must- it's like... How about just Western States champion? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Western States heritage champion. What? Yeah. Like you got it at a family reunion or something? And it, plus it was not a good looking belt. So. No. It, it's, it wasn't one that was going to stick out. And like it was, it, you know, the, the classic NWA world television championship. I would love to have a replica, a replica of yeah. that. That is one of my favorite belts ever. And I mean, it stood out and it just. It looked important. And the Western States Heritage Belt just, it just didn't look important. It you know, just looked like I, something that was thrown together to add another belt. I am going to go look up that belt right now. <laughs> uh, even though it's a lot of words to type out just for. Yeah, it's like, you got <laughs> to type out like a whole sentence just to look up the belt. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just typing in. I'm actually doing it on Wikipedia. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that may have been a mistake. Ah, there it is. NWA Western States Heritage Championship. Yeah. All right. Let's see if they have the belt, picture of the belt. Do you not? You people not have a picture of the belt? Y'all suck. That <laughs> tells you how important it was. <laughs> <laughs> when it's uh, like when Wikipedia is not going to be bothered for anybody because you know anybody can add stuff to Wikipedia. When yeah. nobody has added a picture of the championship. Uh, Western States Heritage Belt. There we go. Let me uh, images. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen worse, but I, I mean, mean, it I've, wasn't it. It wasn't I've, the worst belt that I've seen, but it's definitely not that. And, not, definitely, uh, I've definitely seen so many better belts. If somebody said to say, "What's your favorite?" Uh, 
see, they put the Western states a little bit too small. You know, yeah, gonna, it was, yeah. I'm going to have to move this lamp a little bit there. Uh, you can kind of yeah. kind of see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh. Compared to all the other belts in the NWA at that time, that one stood out for all the wrong reasons. And that one, I think, came out not long after Big Gold. Yeah. So you've got, like, the epitome of fantastic wrestling belts, and then it's like, you got this other thing over here, like, well, who made this? Did the same people make this belt? Maybe they were tired from making the big gold belt and was like, crap, I still got to make this one. Let me just put together what I got <laughs> left. <laughs> you know what? They may have been making like a new United States belt and they had like all the states carved out and they dropped it accidentally. <laughs> yeah. and, and the Western states broke off and they're like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> new title. They said they needed a new belt. Here you go. And my personal favorite, I've always told you, still the big, the big gold uh, dome. Oh, the uh, the 10 Flair. pounds of gold. Yeah, Flair still calls it the Harley belt. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Because that's, I mean, that's who I always associated with. I know Flair had it, you know, a few times. Uh, you know, Dusty had it. Dusty had it. Jack Briscoe had it. Yeah, Terry um, Funk had it. Um, but it's like, every, whenever I see it, I think Harley Race. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, I think Harley Race standing next to a briefcase of money putting a bounty on Ric Flair. <laughs> Bob Orton, <laughs> Dick Slater, yeah. come take, take, take the money. Yeah, take, take the money. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette now. Yeah, it's like, <sighs> yeah, it's like I wore myself out with that promo, but it's like, that's what I think of with that belt. But I see the big gold belt and it's like instantly, it's Ric Flair in alligator shoes and in, <laughs> you know, a yeah. $1,000 suit and screaming about you know Lear jets and women and space mountain and that's that's what i think of when i see that belt i said the weird thing is you think Lear jets and women and the next thing you think of is usually not a disney ride yeah <laughs> so, oh but oh but like i said hopefully you know and i and tony khan i mean i got to give the man a lot of credit he actually, when he studies the successful wrestling things, he also looks at the ventures that failed. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't yep. repeat that. And yep. a lot of, a lot of business owners, not just in wrestling, a lot of business owners in general, they don't pay attention to that. You have to look at both sides. What can help you succeed yeah. and yep. what can make you fail? Yeah. You've got to look at the failures so you don't repeat those same mistakes. And I feel like I agree with you. I feel like he's done a great job with that. And I think, I, I think it's a good I think it's a good thing that he bought Ring of Honor. He's a brilliant businessman, mm-hmm. but before that, he is a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. He is a true wrestling fan who appreciates and has respect for the sport of wrestling. It's not yep. I feel like it's not just a business for him. This is a this is a passionate thing for him. For him, I feel like this is a dream come true to be involved in the in the world of pro wrestling since he is such a huge fan. Yep. And I know a lot of people have also, they've kind of given him criticism because they're like, well, he's just a wrestling fan. Okay. He's a wrestling fan. That's trying to do what he can to improve the business. You know, who else does that? Exactly. Billy Corgan also, also does that. Exactly. You know, and they're, they're just trying to help things out. I mean, Billy Corgan did that with the NWA. 
Jeff Jarrett and his father did that with TNA. They mm-hmm. wanted to give they wanted to give other wrestlers a, play, a an alternative place to come and show what they could do. Um, I don't say anything wrong with that. It's no. like you know, people want to complain that Tony Khan is a wrestling fan. What better person do you want running a promotion than a fan who is going to listen to his wrestlers and and who's not only going to listen to the wrestlers. He's going to listen to the wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. He's not going to pretend that he knows what they want better than they do. He's going to right. he's going to do his best within reason to give the fans what they paid for, because that's you know without the fans there's no business. So you've got to give the fans what they you know what they want, whether it's like the Hangman Page storyline. You know, people people were invested two years invested in that storyline. And it paid off. Mm-hmm. Like Bull- Bully Ray was saying that when when Hangman Page beat Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title, Bully Ray said that that shouldn't have happened yet. They should have to add more heat. They should have beat him and then go a little longer with the story. No, I think they did it perfectly because if they had if if Hangman hadn't have won the World Title when he did. I think fans would have lost interest in that story. It's like we've already invested two years into this. This is this was supposed to be the culmination of our two-year investment. And then if they'd have had Kenny Omega win, then people would have been like, "All right, I'm tired of this. He's never going to win it." And then yeah. they're not going to care. It it'd be a kind of a modern day um, the dusty finish, mm-hmm. even though they yep. didn't actually have that finish, but it was the chase is never going to end. Yeah, exactly. And the chase has to end, you know, eventually. Um, But yeah, I respect Tony Khan for being a wrestling fan. Um, I respect him trying to do, do right by the business. So, so to speak. Um, I knew when ring of honor went on hiatus, we talked about this when it, when, you know, Mm-hmm. Right after they, you know, announced that they were going on hiatus. In the back of my mind, I figured that Sinclair, well, Sinclair Broadcasting, who owned Ring of Honor, would sell it if they got the right price. Because, sorry, light bulb going out. I forgot to change <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so I figured they would sell it. I figured WWE would be smart enough to buy it if for nothing else buy the tape library. That is mm-hmm. 20 years of premium wrestling content. Yes. I'm talking. Oh my God. There's so many amazing matches and it's like you have a third of the ring of honor roster working for you. It's like, wouldn't you want, you know, to showcase where they come from. But I think the reason that, WWE didn't buy Ring of Honor when they announced they were going on hiatus is because Vince wanted to get probably get it for pennies on the dollar like he did WCW. And Sinclair's like, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we know we know what we have. So mm-hmm. you know, and we're not in there, you know, Sinclair wasn't in a situation like WCW was where, you know, they didn't have you know, WCW didn't have anything. They had no TV deal no backing from, you know, Tom Warner or anything. So they had to sell, but yep. Sinclair yep. didn't have to. All right. Cause Sinclair didn't hate ring of honor. No, 
Whereas the Turner, the new Turner folks hated WCW. Yeah, they hated all things pro wrestling. It's funny. They hated all things pro wrestling, but now everything's come full circle mm-hmm. and pro wrestling is back on Turner programming. Yes, because that was one of the things that I had read. Um, it wasn't that long. Well, I guess a few years after, it, you know, WCW was sold to Vince mm-hmm. was Turner was like, oh, crap. Um, our viewership is dropping. Yeah, because, because that was a huge. That, that's they were built. The Turner Empire was built on wrestling. Yeah, even, even before he started CNN and the headline news channels, it was pro it was, wrestling. He yeah. built it. He built his fortune with pro wrestling, and they didn't see the value in it because, once again, you know. And I'm not one to to play victim, but I'll say I'm I like wrestling. I shouldn't be looked down upon because I like wrestling. Exactly. And once again, it was it was a bunch of corporate people with no no concept or no experience with pro wrestling deciding what happens with a wrestling company. Right. And that never works. Right. Ever. And the Sinclair group, I mean, they did recognize they they recognized that they couldn't keep it. Yeah. As, as much as what they wanted to. Right. You know, so they, I mean, to, to them, I mean, they, they just went ahead and they were like, you know what, please take care of our baby for us. Yeah. And, and I respect Sinclair because, you know, they were, they were, they allowed ring of honor to pay everybody through the pandemic Yep. and no, you know, that nobody got released. Nobody had to take a pay cut. There were no missed payments, anything, but everybody got paid. And I respect that, but you know, business wise. I understand why they decided to sell because by doing that, they did the right thing, but it bit them in the end. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they did the smart thing and they sold it. Tony <laughs> Khan did the smart thing and bought it. Yep. So, and that includes all intellectual property, mm-hmm. you know, the videos, I mean, all the, the merch, I'm pretty sure yep. there is some merch left. Um, and now I'm, I'm just, you know, only time will tell what's going to happen now. Are they going to have like joint ventures or is it going to be absorbed? I hope it's not going to be absorbed. Well, there, there have been reports, but nothing's been confirmed. But there's been some reports that are coming out that one possibility of what Tony Khan may do with Ring of Honor is have it be a developmental. Okay. And, you know, that would be really good, especially if he can, especially if he can get it on Turner network, then you could have all the talent that you currently have on the YouTube shows can get some, you know, actual TV time and develop that way because there was, there's been rumors that he's going to use it as a developmental, but still have main roster people, you know, show up or, you know, it could also be a place to hire, you know, recently released main roster people from other companies and have them go there to help the younger talent, you know, improve and things like that. That's, that's what I've been hearing, but again, nothing's been confirmed, but something I did hear is that uh, Tony Khan is trying to work out a deal. And I've seen reports that the deal's already pretty much done. But Tony, but there are 
reports coming out that Tony Khan is trying to finalize a deal uh, with Warner Media, who owns the you know TBS and TNT, uh, to put uh, put the wrestling library for AEW and Ring of Honor on HBO Max. Okay. Which um, would be be great for me because I have HBO. Max, <laughs> and, I mean, you get I get all uh, the Ring of Honor content and all the AEW content on oh. HBO Max. It's like yes, please. <laughs> and I have HBO Max just because. Well, it kind of comes with my job. So mine, mine, I get because because um, I have AT and T, and they um, we get it free with AT and T. Actually, I also have AT and T. I didn't even think about that. But uh, HBO Max is really good. I mean, I would I would pay for it even if I didn't. You know, if I didn't get it for free, I would pay for it. It's got a lot of good stuff on there. And if they definitely, if they were to, if that comes, if that becomes a reality, and AEW is able to put that kind of library on a major streaming service, that is going to be fantastic for the business mm-hmm. and it's really going to i mean warner media is going to love that because i mean if i didn't if i didn't already have it i would definitely subscribe just to watch ring of honor you know ring 20 years of ring of honor wrestling so and you get, you get to see people come through there like shark boy <laughs> you know cheeseburger yeah but um, uh yeah, that, I mean, uh, well, there, and also, you know what? Who else went through there? Cornette. Yes. Yep. I mean, and AEW, I think, is like the only major company Cornette has not been a part of. Yep, because Cornette was a um, he was the on he was the on screen authority figure, but he was a backstage producer mm-hmm. uh, when he was in Ring of Honor. I think it was like the early 2010s, and uh, <coughs> so yeah, Cornette's there. Like the 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 global reach of Ring of Honor is, you know, I don't think people really understand. Like AEW on Dynamite yesterday had a six man tag for the uh, main event. It was Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus Adam Page and two members of Dark Order. Four out of the six men in in that match became stars working in ring of honor see CM Punk Punk became a star in ring of honor Brian Danielson Christopher Daniels Frankie Kazarian there are a ton of guys on that roster that I mean to an extent when Cody Rhodes left WWE Cody became a big star in ring of honor in ring of honor yeah uh and that actually that was going to be one of my things is my notes Cody Rhodes has not officially signed with anybody yet. No, he hasn't. I've also seen this is this is just mere speculation that I've seen on Twitter. You know how wrestling Twitter is, oh, yeah. but they're like, what if if they, you know, I don't feel like they're going to absorb Ring of Honor into no, AEW. I don't think. I, don't I think, think so they'll either. keep it as a separate entity. They're like, what if Cody? Is on Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was actually thinking that Cody could actually end up in yeah. Ring of Honor because um, Cody could end up in Ring of Honor. Uh, Cesaro is free 
yep. right now to go anywhere he wants to go. He could be in Ring of Honor. Um, this would be really good for the AEW roster because their roster is big. Mm-hmm. It would be another place to where talented people can get good TV time, you know, without having to get released and signed with another company and all that, because your boss over here owns this company over here. So it's not like you've got to worry about, well, I got to negotiate with new Japan or impact or WWE and all this. And it's like, no, I'm just going to work something out with my boss and (laughs) go over here. And one of the things I've actually thought about, unlike the WWE, um, when WWE goes out and they have like their house show loop mm-hmm. and they have like Raw and they wouldn't SmackDown used to be on Tuesdays, the the Raw and SmackDown, even when SmackDown was being taped or even on Thursday, they were never that far away from each other geographically. Right, right. You know, because they always had, well, Vince McMahon was always going to be at every single thing. He's mm-hmm. backstage Raw and SmackDown. Uh, now, part of that, uh, he does have a private jet that he uses. Right, right. Because, you know, he's got that kind of money. Yeah. Um, must be nice. Yeah, you know, but you I, mean, to... <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I got to give it to him. I mean, he's dedicated. Uh, yeah, I mean, he is. And, but I, I don't know if I would necessarily do that um, because they are too, too mm-hmm. kind of close to each other. You know, if they could actually have some kind of loop where, okay, this group is, is like kind of middle to the east. This one's middle to the west, but then mm-hmm. they they kind of rotate and at some point meet somewhere, big pay-per-view, and then split off again. Yeah. You know, um, because there'll be some nights, okay, Raw one night. Well, the Raw that we saw in Columbus a couple years ago, mm-hmm. it was in Columbus Monday night. They were in Dayton the very next night. They're, those two cities, are they're close enough to each other that people live in one and work in the other. Right. You know, so... Um, or they've had it where it's in Cincinnati and then Louisville, same mm-hmm. thing. You have people, uh, I mean, that's, that's about a two hour drive. So you, you wouldn't, I don't think you wouldn't have a lot of people making that commute every day, depending mm-hmm. on if they lived on the outskirts of one and worked on the outskirts of the other. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's just, you know, just a couple of the examples where it's too, a little too close, Yeah. you know, where you're not going to get maximum audience at both because most people can't afford to go to both. Exactly. Yep. You know, but if they AEW, first of all, their tickets, from what I understand, are more affordable. Mm-hmm. Even though the last time we were in Cincinnati, I was so broke. You know, I still couldn't afford them. Right. Uh, I mean, we're talking like so broke. If they were selling cars for a nickel, the only thing I could do is walk up and down the road going, "Man, ain't they cheap?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and that's that's pretty broke. Um, but so I missed when AEW was in Cincinnati. I really hope to make it uh, the next time. Because I'm not going to drive all the way to Indianapolis. I mean, that's I'm a little bit too old to be driving two and a half hours, and then and yeah, have to I, drive back. I missed them when they were in Nashville. I think it was week before last. I didn't realize they were going to be in Nashville, and then I was watching the show, and I'm like, oh. so hopefully next time they're in Nashville, I can make it. Yeah, and you know, but if they do that, like I was saying, you know, kind of if you were to look at it on a map, you'd see kind of a row kind of a rotating kind of thing mm-hmm. you know um but at some point meet somewhere even if it is in jacksonville or chicago or wherever because uh they're pretty big but probably because of punk but 
Yeah. You know, I'd say they are the game in Chicago. Yeah. And obviously in Jacksonville, they're it. Now, Orlando, probably, mm, that's hard to say. Um, but up northeast, probably, that's probably more WWE. You start going down a little bit, uh, they'll mm-hmm. probably lean more towards AEW. Yep. Um, around here, everybody just loves wrestling. Yeah. You know, so, um, and that's really, I mean, I think that's how it should be anyway. We're wrestling fans, you know, um, and, you know, I don't necessarily prefer one company over the other, even though I will say right now, I think AEW's product is better than WWE's, Mm -hmm. you know, but I still don't hate WWE. Yeah, I don't hate WWE. It's just, I'm not going to lie, it's hard to watch sometimes. Actually, more than sometimes, it's hard to watch. Uh, for me, I guess growing up watching NWA and Mid-South and things like that, AEW has more of that stripped-down mm-hmm. feel to it. That, and the way they approach matches and the way they approach storylines and just the, just the overall feel. Yeah, they have, they have some pyro. They have some fireworks or whatever, you know, some flames when, like, the Lucha Brothers come out. But it's not that overly what's the word i'm looking for um overly polished yeah that's it it's not overly polished and everything it still has some of that just grit to it that old school wrestling used to have and i i appreciate that and i think that's why i i've gravitated more now to AEW. i mean i still watch wwe just like i watch impact I watch New mm-hmm. Japan when I can, you know, pretty much anything I can get my hands on, I watch. But yeah. for the style of wrestling that I like and for the respect that they have for the history of pro wrestling and just the respect for wrestling as it is, I mean, the announcers actually call the moves in the ring. Mm-hmm. That, just little things like that. They even made the three-man commentary booth work. Yeah, which I've I've always hated a three man commentary booth, but Excalibur, Tony Tony Schiavone, and Jim Ross, they just gel well together. And between the between the three of them, there's hundred years worth of worth of wrestling knowledge there, mm-hmm. and they give you that wrestling facts. And you've got Excalibur, who honestly, for me, for his role in commentary, he's the best. He's the best out there right now because he gives you the wrestling history. He calls the moves in the ring. He does his promotional stuff where he promotes the upcoming shows and pay-per-views and things like that, but he never goes overboard with it. And then you've got Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. I mean, two of the best to ever do it. That's all you have to do is just say their names. Exactly. And I mean, Jim Ross alone, Jim Ross could pull a Joey Styles and do it by himself. And keep you entertained for a two-hour show i mean he's forgotten more about pro wrestling than most wrestlers will ever know yeah and you know but it's like all of all three of them have the respect for the business and i know some people we've talked about the language at times and things like that but and i get that there's kids in the audience not every parent is going to be okay with things like that but for me that just kind of 
goes with the grittiness that they're going for. It's like they're not they're not going way over here like original ECW, but it's like they treat it like a sport and they mm-hmm. treat it like a fight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, they don't treat it like, oh, well, we're telling this colorful, you know, story that just happens to have these athletes in it. It's like, no, you have a man and a, a man, you have two women who either are fighting over a championship or fighting just because they don't like each other and it's a fight. Mm-hmm. Or you've got the same with two men or two tag teams. This is a fight. There are stakes on the line, whether it's contendership, moving up in the rankings, which I love that they do the rankings and yep. things like that. It's just a whole product. It's just, for me, it's like a love letter to. 80s wrestling and i just everything's just fantastic and tony shivani on uh his podcast i think he came out today i know i listened to it today uh when i had the chance to and he was actually talking about excalibur mm-hmm. and some of the times when certain moves are done that kind of originated maybe in mexico yes um and we know them by english names but he also he'll say the spanish name mm-hmm. if it's a luchador doing it and Tony just asked him, he said, out of curiosity, you know, why do you switch names up? He said, well, he said, I think it makes more sense when you do have like a Mexican wrestler in there doing the move to actually call it by its Spanish name. Yes. I've like, noticed that you know, he does. Yeah. He does that with uh, the Lucha Brothers. He does that mm-hmm. with Andrade. Yeah. I've even noticed there are things that he does that with Malachi Black because Malachi Black, you know, has a very well-rounded style from, mm-hmm. you know, all different types of wrestling and there's been a few moves that malachi black's done that he's called the spanish excalibur has used the spanish name for that move especially if it's something that originated in mexico right Uh, of course actually malachi black you know his wife is puerto rican but yep um Mm -hmm. that maybe i don't know if that's the other reason for it but i mean yeah um just have to mention zelina vega i want to see her come to AEW. yeah because i mean she's being I know they re-signed her. She's half of the ta- women's tag team champions, but they're wasting her because they're not doing anything with her. I mean, she's how are you a champion and barely on TV? Right. I mean, that's another case that we've been talking about. It's like, here, have the title. Shut up. Yeah. And nothing, <laughs> you know? nothing against Carmella. Carmella did work hard to mm-hmm. get from where she started in NXT. You know, she's a former SmackDown women's champion. She does work hard. She's confident in the ring. And if anybody takes offense, I apologize. But the only reason she gets so much TV time is because she's engaged to Corey Graves, and they have mm-hmm. a they have a TV show coming out. Oh, so they got to yeah. All right, I'll come back. I think it's there. a TV show. <laughs> it's I think it's a YouTube show actually. But either way, yeah, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching that crap. But they're getting their own show, so they've got to keep her on screen a lot to promote that. So. It's like, so that's what we've come to. Yes, that's they're using to. they're using wrestling to promote non wrestling shows. Yes, that like the, more, like 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 Miz and Mrs. Yeah, I, I mean, and I like the Miz. You know, I mean, I've stayed up before. I actually have a lot of respect for the Miz. I don't like that crap. Yeah, you know, I mean, and well, I think that I think he's hilarious. I mean, I think he's a, he's a lot better. Than people give him credit for. They just don't like his origins. Yeah, well, I respect the fact that he worked hard. I mean, yeah, he had literally no experience at all. I mean, he comes from reality TV, and then he he put up with the crap 
JBL's crap. I mean, JBL's crap, Chris Benoit's crap. I say Chris Benoit's crap, too. Yeah, and, you know, he worked hard, and he's one of the top heels in the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he does his job. He's he's one of those he's a, he's a, he's in the mold of Tully Blanchard because that's the type of mm-hmm. heel that for me that Tully Blanchard is the benchmark for a great wrestling heel. Make people want to pay money to see you get beat up. Yep, that's that's the you know that's how it's supposed to happen. And the Miz does that every time I see the Miz, I just want to punch him in the face. He just has that face <laughs> to where it's like. Man, I want to hit this dude. Or just, since I can't do it, can somebody hit this dude? There's just some, something about your face. I just yeah, it's just it's something. something I'm, there's something going on here. Here, <laughs> I just don't like your. Is there anything I do to change that? No, I, no, I, I, I just, just no, just don't like your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will, by the way, just kind of said I got in trouble for saying that to somebody I worked with in England one time. <laughs> Because you know, to do he was a little overly <laughs> sensitive, and he didn't get that it was from a movie. Yeah. And next thing you know, I had a complaint from the so and so says that you're threatening to punch him. It's like what? Like I think it's, it's from Step Brothers. I mean, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the kid was he was a little overly sensitive. Uh, he, he said, "Sergeant Barber's bullying me." I'm like, dude, I am the last person that would ever be called a bully. Trust right. me. Right. You know, I'm sorry that you felt like I was being serious, but. Um, but yeah, he was a little uber sensitive and he, his next assignment, he also was, um, determined to be uber sensitive there too. Uh, so anyway, uh, but, and this is the difference between, well, I was going to say AEW and WWE. No, it's the difference between WWE and everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else promotes the wrestling. Mm-hmm. WWE are using the wrestling to promote other things. Yeah. And WWE and wrestling in general is already bigger than Jackass. It's bigger than Logan Paul. Now, granted, Logan Paul, I mean, he, he, this was actually something that I heard on something. I don't know if it was, a, I think it was maybe another podcast, just, but they were talking about Logan Paul and how it just, it, there's no justice in the world when Logan Paul for his boxing match got paid like tens of millions of dollars where an actual boxer yeah. You know, does it? Yeah. Because he's a YouTube influencer. Yeah. Yeah. He influences me want, to want to get rid of YouTube. Yeah. But the only reason we have it is so you, and y'all, y'all come watch. Yeah. Us. You wonderful, all of you wonderful people can watch us. That's right. We're not pretty, but we're real. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And that'll be our next slogan for our shirt. You know, <laughs> we keep wrestling real. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? There it is. There it is. There you go. Keeping wrestling real. Anyway, yep. so uh, remember, we got, yeah, we do have to make a shirt that says that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, you'll see it soon. <laughs> um, but anyway, and I, I hope this purchase uh, will breathe, you know, kind of inject new life into wrestling because now, like you said, I mean, even if they use it for developmental property, you know, um, or territory great if they use it as kind of a, a separate one great mm-hmm. as long as they don't absorb it because they're already you know the criticism and it is country kind of they're they're a little bit too big right now because yeah. they're just grabbing everybody but this is a place where you know well some of the people they grabbed were just in ring of honor you know three weeks ago yeah and now they're whoop yeah you know, i mean jay lethal's in ring and uh jay lethal's there 
Brody King's there. Yeah. But I think this is a great thing for the business. And I think um, from another report that I saw, it was um, PW Insider, that um, people backstage in WWE were like really shocked because nobody knew until Tony Khan announced it on AWTV. Like, oh, <laughs> there was like he kept it hush until like pretty much the world knew when he said it last night on TV. Yeah. So people in WWE were just like floored. And, you know, you know, some of them had been wondering like, how, how is this the biggest wrestling company in the world? And they didn't buy a ring of honor. I mean, now AEW plus ring of honor still doesn't necessarily equal the size of WWE. No money and things like that. But but the just the the scope of that kind of influence having you know that kind of pedigree you know ring of you know aw is three years old mm-hmm. ring of honor is 20 years old mm-hmm. and that legacy you know when you know that legacy can be attached to a three-year-old company who has like has put out by far consistently by far probably the best wrestling product out there, you know, for the last, especially for the last year or so. And, you know, it took them, you know, a new company, it took them a little while to find their footing, but, you know, they win the demographic every week. You know, it's like, obviously they know how to book their wrestling and to be able to attach themselves to 20 years of some of the absolute best wrestling you will ever see like from the from the first match i mean like the first main event was christopher daniels low-key and brian danielson for the ring of honor world title i mean that's three hall of fame wrestlers right there that you know were in the first main event you've got the briscoes who were there honestly, before Ring of Honor was even a thing, they were, you know, they were there, like, when Ring of Honor first opened its doors before they ever set up a wrestling ring, the Briscoes were there. You know, the greatest tag team that they've ever produced, and that does nothing but make AEW look even better, especially to wrestlers who wanting to come into the business. And it's like, can I go here and wrestle instead of over here? Like, I, I think I'm going to pick these guys over here. The one thing they might have to watch, because I can see Vince McMahon being just this petty, mm-hmm. is him filing an injunction saying, well, this violates monopoly laws. Mm. And that's going to, I mean, it'd be tough to prove, but either way, he would put it out there. I could see, I could, I could see him being that petty, but then, uh, all that's got to do is Tony Khan's got to come right back and be like, well, didn't you do the same? Did, didn't you buy Evolve? Didn't you raid the British wrestling scene? Just to, just to, didn't you literally hire every wrestler that became a free agent on the independent scene and keep them just so nobody else could have? Them? Yep. And uh, Monopoly Laws, this is actually something that I did not know when um, 
<clears throat> and and this is actually before I went through my classes for my MBA, but it actually helped me because I already knew it going into my classes for my MBA. But right. um, when the company I was with uh, was potentially being bought by another company, in which eventually they did get bought by a totally different company. But part of the reason why the first one fell through was because one company was going to own more than 30% of that particular industry. Mm -hmm. And that's what the legal definition of a monopoly is. Right. Of course, I'm thinking a monopoly means you own majority, which is more than 50%, but mm -hmm. whatever. You know, according to the legal definition, they say it's 30%. Yeah. I'm like, well, if they say legally, then there yeah. you go. And Vince McMahon... Now, uh, I don't want to play devil's advocate and try to defend him, but he owns, I know at one point he did own, I mean, he had probably a good 90% of wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was after WCW folded. Obviously, Impact was not a thing yet. Ring of Honor was not a thing yet. Yep. And I'm talking like just in the United States. I mean, you can't include uh, AAA because that's in Mexico. You can't include the stuff in Canada because, I mean, it's, it has to mm -hmm. be, you know, in the United States for those laws to apply. And so he should have been thinking <coughs> whenever TNA impact was mm -hmm. formed. And then what was that other one um, that Hogan and Jimmy Hart tried to form like the XFW or uh, yeah, XFW. And it was, it flopped. And then there, there was a couple of other ones that people tried to get off the ground, but really TNA was the only one that stuck. Everybody right. else went out of business within a year or two of opening. But uh, yeah, he should be. He should have been happy that he should have been happy that other companies, you know, started TNA, mm -hmm. Ring of Honor, things like that. But he wasn't because for like you know a year, he was the only game in town. Mm -hmm. And I think he enjoyed being the only game in town. It's like, well, if you, pretty much if you want to wrestle in the United States on a big stage you had to go to WWE because there was nowhere else to go because, you know, he bought WCW, absorbed it. He bought ECW, absorbed, absorbed it. I totally forgot about ECW. Yep. Uh, uh, well, like I said, he did the same thing with Evolve. That was a wrestling company that uh, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Corey Silken, who used to own Ring of Honor before Sinclair, before Sinclair Broadcasting, they started Evolve for a place for that was more of a technical type style of wrestling for See. independent wrestlings to be able to go. WWE ended up, they, they put it out there like they were helping them and then they raided their roster and then absorbed the company. Yeah, helping them fail. <laughs> yeah. you and, know. That, and now the only way to watch Evolve is on WWE Network. Oh, well, I will say this about WWE Network, but it's more or less some of the, the older stuff. You're talking about the older wrestling. If you want to see what Dwayne and I have been talking about, where the it was a fight, go mm -hmm. watch some of the old Mid-Atlantic. Go watch some of the old Mid-South, you know, some of the old world class. And when they yeah. came out of the ring, I mean, it. they all looked like fights. It didn't look choreographed. It didn't no. look like... Everybody, I mean, it was fight. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't glossy. It wasn't, you know, they didn't spend like $10 million on pyro and, you know, all this. It was just, 
I mean, there was some flash. You had your flares and things well, a like little that. Bit, that but... were flashy. But once the bell rang, it was a fight. Mm-hmm. Go for a perfect oh. example. Go watch Tully. Uh, go watch Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA and the I Quit K- match. Yeah, I Quit yep. match in a cage in a cage for the United States title. Yeah, and now um, that was the same night as the Rock and Rolls and the Coloss, which was also a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next year was the Rock and Rolls and the Andersons. Yep. And that one, I mean, and, you know, we talked about Ole Anderson, how brutal he was. Yes. I mean, he's just taking Ricky Morton and just throwing him head first into the cage, watching yeah. him bounce off. And you saw Ricky's face go up against, the, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there was no absorbing that. No. And those, I mean, those were actual fights. Yeah. And, whew, oh, well. But speaking of old school, before we got to wrap this up, before honestly, before I fall asleep because <laughs> I'm exhausted, uh, I managed to get myself some tickets to go see the show. I talked about it in Chillicothe, Ohio, awesome. on, mm-hmm. on the 12th. And I also purchased a photo op with the NWO, four members of the NWO. Awesome. Yep. That's awesome. So, uh, and it better be awesome as much as what it costs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, and because I, and I had to get two tickets because I'm taking my son. Uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, I'll tell you after we get off the air um, or mm-hmm. anybody can go look it up and I'll tell you after. Yeah. yeah it was uh, not cheap. Thank God for, for bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but let me just tell you some of the people that are going to be at this thing. It's actually at um, at Unioto, Harry pronounced it high school in Chillicothe. But these these names: Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, Steiner Brothers, Ron Simmons. Damn, that's right. We can go on for just that word. Um, New Age Outlaws and the Gun Club. Hey, you know there's a connection hey, there. Yep. Um, Enzo, which he's the one that's like, well, Enzo. Is I mean, it, now he's NZO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, the Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchard, and JJ and Barry, Greg Valentine, Tommy Rich, Amber Nova, who's part of AEW. She's actually mm-hmm. going to be wrestling Big Mama. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Buff Bagwell, Bobby and Jackie Fulton, and plus there's going to be more. There's doing they're doing meet and greets with. Uh, I, I want to call him Sheep Herder Luke so bad. I hate calling him the Bushwhackers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're doing that. They're doing a meet and greet with um, Bill Dundee. I mean, it is, they're, it's, they're calling it the reunion show. And it's also going to be, I can't, they can't call it WrestleCon because WrestleCon is actually a trademark thing for what mm-hmm. I understand. Yep. You know, but it's very similar to that where they're having all these meet and greets. And, um, you know, I'm stoked. And sounds yeah, like a lot of fun. Yeah, because if you saw in the picture that I posted earlier, you know, of course, wearing this, you know, wearing the wrestling shirt, because that's what you mm-hmm. got to do when you have a wrestling podcast, you try to wear a wrestling shirt. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, Fearless Trade, that's what we're going to call it from now on, just Fearless <laughs> Trade. He, you know, he commented, you know, and he actually asked me if I was going to go to the show in Ludlow. Well, it's on the same day, and I was like, no, nope, I got to go to this one instead. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, lucky. <laughs> so, <laughs> Like, yeah, because I mean, it, it is a, it's about an hour and a half drive for me. So, you know, you got to throw another about a 45 minute drive, you know, yeah. for them if they want to go up to it. So, um, and then they got to make that drive back. That, and that's always the thing. It's not really the drive there, it's the drive back, mm-hmm. you know, especially when, uh, well, the wrestling starts at 6 30. So if it ends at 9 30 ish, there's only eight matches. So, right. You know, so, maybe three hours two to three hours so mm-hmm. 
and I had plenty, plenty of time to get back, you know, uh, to get my happy butt back to Mount Orb. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, in Chillicothe, there's been rumors about a serial killer there for years. So, so I'm definitely going to hightail it out of there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like, whoop, got to go. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and I didn't know the, the match list because there's other people, obviously, like I said, not listed on there. Uh, but some of them are going to be part of the matches. And like I said, Big Mama's going to be wrestling Amber Nova. Mm-hmm. And like Sinclair, Octavius Bentley was saying the other day how she's finally, finally getting her due what she yeah. deserves. He said she's worked so hard for it and she's finally getting the recognition, you know. So I'm happy to see that too. Yeah. You know, so me too. Uh, but besides that, I don't think there's anything wrestling wise going on this weekend. Um, I don't think so. Oh, uh, there, well, no. take that back. Sorry. AW pay-per-view. Yep. AW revolution, which looks like it's going to be an amazing show. Um, Adam Cole versus Adam page for the world title. Uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for mm-hmm. the women's world title, which I think Thunder Rosa should win. I, 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 I love Britt Baker, but she would be fine. It's not going to hurt her to lose at this point. She's right. become such a big star in that company. And that's through like her hard work. She's built herself into this big star that losing the title is not going to hurt her. But Thunder Rosa is red hot and has been for a lot of years. And this would be amazing if she could win it. I think Thunder Rosa is, even though, you know, like we're saying, she's been all right, but she's gone unnoticed because she hasn't mm-hmm. been something like a WWE. Yep. I have a feeling she is going to be one of the, the big stars in women's wrestling period. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, she's going to be up there mentioned with like the Medusas, you yeah. know, and like the Wendy Richters and like a Brent Baker, even, you know, like a Charlotte, like a, yeah. she's going to be, her name is going to be thrown in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we've got a triple threat. Um, tag team match for the world tag titles you've got jurassic express defending against red dragon and the young bucks Hmm. so i mean that's that's going to be an amazing match it's going to be action just all over the place oh yeah um eddie kingston versus chris jericho okay Uh, we've got what else is there jade cargill versus ty conti for the tbs championship I know there's something else that I'm missing. The uh, uh, MJF and CM Punk dog CM collar. Punk dog collar match. Uh, if you haven't seen the CM Punk promo from last night, the segment with CM Punk and MJF, check that out. I've heard it gets yeah pretty nasty. It gets pretty nasty, but there was some amazing callbacks to Ring of Honor in that. Um, I don't want to give it away in case nobody's seen it, but please check that out because it was fantastic. Um, you've also got the uh, the ladder match uh, to determine, you know, the revolution ladder match. Whoever wins it gets the uh, gets a shot at the TNT championship. And so we've got uh, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, uh, Orange Cassidy, and is in there. I can't think of who the other person is. Oh, Ricky Starks. And there's one more spot that I think it's going to mm-hmm. be determined. I think it may be a mystery spot is what I think. If it is a mystery spot, I'm kind of wondering if that's not going to, if Cesaro's not going to show up. 
because he could. Could. I mean, he could. Um, I mean, because I'm already thinking, okay, you mentioned Keith Lee, you mentioned Paris Hobbs, you have Wardlow, Ricky Starks. I'm trying to think of like his size. Um, he's he's not a small guy, but compared to the other ones, he is. I was going to say, and it's Orange like Cassidy is definitely it's, smaller. Yeah, it's like he's big. He's a little bigger than Orange Cassidy, but it's like Wardlow, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, and then it starts getting smaller. But it's yeah. like I I'm dying to see the three big men let loose <laughs> with ladders in this. Oh, uh, they're going to break a ladder. Oh yeah, they're going to go come in and go snap. They're going to break a ladder <laughs> on somebody is what they're yeah. going to do. Um, Keith Lee's just going to be bailing people across the ring and <laughs> yeah, uh, and because he he's going to hit somebody over the head with Orange Cassidy. Oh, probably. <laughs> Swinging like a baseball bat. I like Orange Cassidy, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always down for somebody using one person to beat up another person. Yeah. Hit the dude with another dude. Exactly. <laughs> I would be unfamily friendly, but we've already done that once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> so. exactly what you're <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, oh, so yeah, definitely that's Sunday night or Saturday night? Uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on because I'll probably I'm gonna try to watch it Sunday night, but if not, I'll catch the replay on Monday. Okay, uh, and so Monday we may or may not do a review on it. Well, I I have to if I'm able to watch it, which I already told you what I was going on. So mm -hmm. I mean, my um even like my as soon as I get off work right now, I'm coming home and doing work. So right. uh, tonight I didn't because I actually got a lot quite a bit done, but I'm also going in really early in the morning too. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Yeah, 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 and yeah, because my co-worker, work, my co-worker, my co-worker, yeah, I mean, I got there at six twenty, and he was already there, and he had been there for about an hour. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we're both just swamped right now, but I mean, it's that it's that time of the year, so we we kind of knew what was coming. So yeah, as long as, as, long as we're being productive, that's always the good feeling. Like if you're gonna do this, make sure it means something. Uh, that's you know? true. So yeah. yeah, but if you do something and nobody's looking, you're like, what's going on? But yeah. Uh, but anyway, I don't have anything else. Uh, I'm good. All right. Like I said, go watch um, or go watch. Well, yeah, actually go watch the Jay and Trey podcast, mm -hmm. TNC Sports yep. Talk. Go listen to them as well if you haven't already. And go listen to the Heel Truth. Follow them all on Twitter. You can find him, find him you know, at Hillbilly Hill. Dude's funny. Dwayne heard him. Oh, the dude, yeah. and he, he is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Jay and Trey always have a good time on their show. And they they actually, I didn't watch it today because I couldn't. They had Sean Hardline or headliner Sean Evans on there. Oh, did they? Yeah. They've been trying Man. to get him for a little bit. And uh, they, they've been going a little bit, a little bit of banter back and forth between, you know, them. Just, I missed something happened where he like, um, he, he crushed one of their drinks or something like that. And so they've been <laughs> having this running thing going between them for a bit. So, um, but I'll have to actually go back and if I oh, when I get a chance to actually watch uh, that with him on there. Right. And uh, but besides that, yeah, definitely tell your tell your friends about us because you can uh, you can always contact us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail .com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram also at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at booking armchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbooking. You can find us on YouTube. Very obviously, you already know that if you're if you're watching mm -hmm. us. On audio streams, you can find us just about any kind of audio platform you can you can think of, uh, including iHeartRadio, at least half our shows. 
actually less than half of our shows now yeah uh but it's there i just need to kill it i don't know how to yet but i'll figure it out because no sense i haven't just half the shows uh and as usual we're also being host of a block talk radio and did i forget anything no all right cool. you got everything yeah i mentioned the shirts not this shirt uh by the way you can get this shirt at prowrestlingtees.com uh figure i give them a plug too so yep and the ftw shirt where'd you get that one um, I got it from uh, hottopic.com. Oh, there you go. Yep. See, we know we we know where to get things. Oh yeah. You know, but that's how you get a hold of us. That's how you buy our merch, that's how you buy their merch. And if we don't see you, God bless. Yep, God bless. <laughs>